0: Trinity Outreach Ministries International, a teaching ministry where lives are changed through prayer, worship, the Word, fellowship, and outreach. Week after week after week, you are looking for progress. The progress you are looking for happens as a result of the lesson session, but it is applied outside of the lesson session. And therefore, progress comes with a changed life. The child has changed his approach to doing the fractions. The child has changed his approach to doing whatever the subject might be. And that change is a result of applying what the child was learning and grasping and understanding in the lesson. It is my desire that as we come on Sunday mornings, we will have a similar attitude to the house of the Lord. That we are coming for spiritual lessons, lessons that will help us with our lives. That what we learn on Sunday morning must not end when we leave the door on Sunday morning. But now we must go and apply it, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to live a more progressive life, a more victorious life, to be better, to have a changed life for the better. I draw your attention to the the book for this month, which is The Gospel According to John. And for a moment, I want to put your attention in chapter 16 to try to crystallize and precipitate what it is that I am saying about the lessons. St. John's Gospel, chapter 16, and verse 13. It says, however, when He, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, has come he will guide you into all truth. In other words the Holy Spirit is your teacher and as we gather here on Sunday morning or Tuesday evening by Zoom or Thursday evening by Zoom as we gather whatever we gather the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The textbook That we are using for the spiritual lessons is this and we always are asked to walk with our textbook so that we can see from which the teacher is teaching and we notice that the Holy Spirit is always teaching from this textbook so we need to get familiar with its textbook and then as we leave here after an hour or so hour or two on a sunday morning we realize that that is less than one percent of the week so whatever you want to repeat after me heavenly father by the aid of your holy spirit help me to realize that the holy spirit is my lessons teacher And when I sit with your Word, I'm really at spiritual lessons. A session with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, help me to grasp what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach me, guide me, lead me, show me the paths of success. That when I leave that session. By the aid of the same Holy Spirit. I can put those things into practice. And live victoriously. In Jesus wonderful name. Amen. And that is the way I would like us to approach. Anytime we come to service. We are here. To hear from the Holy Spirit as our teacher using our textbook to give us stuff that will help us to be victorious this week as we go out we are not going to spend the rest of the day in here we are not going to spend the rest of the week in here we will soon be gone from in here but as we come together for these few moments may he lead us and guide us and may we step out of here with what we need knowing that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world step out knowing that the people that know their god shall be strong and do exploit step out knowing that we are more than conquerors through christ and in other words regardless of how it looks we know that god is fighting for us he's got our backs we gotta go forward in faith and victory in jesus wonderful name now one of the things that we observe in the gospel according to john is The frequency with which Jesus made a declaration of some form or the other. A declaration indicating that I am. I am. I am. I am. am. And usually those declarations were followed by a very powerful statement. I am the light of the world. I am the Messiah. We cannot deal with all of those I am statements and declarations in the service this morning. And so we are going to zero in ourselves to chapter 10 today. Although we observed in the portion read this morning, he said, when the lady asked about the Messiah, he said, I am. He. He. I am the Messiah. But we're going to go to chapter 10 this morning for a few moments that we have to get here. And in John's Gospel, chapter 10, we find Jesus is referring to shepherds and sheep. The Bible is filled with several examples of shepherds and sheep. And right away, most of you, your minds will go to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And as he is talking about shepherds and sheep, he makes a statement in chapter 10 and verse 7. I am... The door of the sheep and he reiterates the statement in chapter 9 chapter 10 and verse 9 I am the door so in the portion in front of us this morning he says it twice I am the door I am the door What did he mean when he said, I am the door? We will get to that. At Trinity, we are always conscious of the fact of not taking Scripture out of context. And so if you read chapter 10, you notice... That it starts with, truly, truly, or most assuredly, I say to you. You who? Obviously referring to the religious leaders that he was talking about in chapter 9. There therefore should not be a chapter break there. But the translators put it there for easy reference. But it does not isolate the story the story is by no means isolated to chapter 10 to understand chapter 10 you need to go back to chapter 9 in fact chapter 9 and chapter 10 should have been written as one so that the rank-and-file person reading the Bible would see that it is one but for the translators they did the best job that they could And we give God praise that you can find these verses and chapters because they are given like that. Otherwise, it would have been a mess to try to find anything you were saying. So let's go back to chapter 9. And see what is it that is causing him to say, I am the door. Let us understand the context in which he made a statement. Let us understand the hostility, the toxicity, the opposition. Let us understand that it was, well, it was not a tea party for Sunday school that he made that statement, or even a lady's breakfast. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. I am in chapter 9, verse 1. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, ain't nobody sin Who oh, is a big rush this has happened and the Lord will be glorified what are those profound statements then follow in chapter 5 chapter 9 verse 5 as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world oh there is preaching in that We can't stay there this morning, though. But he continues on. Verse 6. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clear with the saliva. He anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. my bible says that he spat on the ground he took the moisture of the saliva made some moisture into the clay and rubbed it on the guy's eyes and told him to go wash why i chuckle is because i'm hearing now of some very enthusiastic and energized pastors that's the way I could, only way I can put it. Who are spitting on people and declaring their healings. Where you ain't gonna spit on me. You don't show me how much of a man of God you are because you can spit on me. Sorry. I am a man of God too. Your spit is for you. That again is another example of doing what? Checking the scripture out of what? Context. Because you need to understand the cultural context in which that was done to make sense. Oh, there's preaching there. I got to leave that though. Because that's not what we're talking about. What are these days we're going to have time to do these things. And people stop looking at their watches in church. So the man goes and he, he is healed. He washes his face at the pool. Siloam. But guess what? He was obviously near the temple when this happened. Because the pool is near the temple. And he was walking around by the temple. And it was the Sabbath day. So therefore I had a rock of people up in there. They... The place was rammed. A whole lot of people were up in there when this incident happened, so it was by no means private. The man who could see for the first time rejoiced and he started to tell everybody, Wow, I was blind and now I can see. Some people decided. Read, you, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Some people decided. this can't be the same man. It looked like here but it can't be here because he is supposed to be blind. Wow. When God starts blessing you, some people can say it can't be you, because you're supposed to be poor. When God starts blessing you, some people can say it can't be you because you're supposed to be in addiction. When God started blessing you, some people can say it can't be you. Because you're supposed to be a nothing about nobody. But how could you get where you got? When God started blessing you, somebody said, but you're supposed to be sick. Well, how come you are well? How come you were blind? But now you can see. Read the scripture. And if you don't want to read it in the New King James. And you want the excitement. Woohoo! Mary, Angela. Read the story in the passion. Oh, they went to the tongue on the story in the passion. You hear Angela over there? Oh yes. I hear Mary down there. Oh yes. They brought it to the modern day situation. Now. The man is saying that this guy who healed him must be a man of God. He must be a prophet. He must be something. And so the people grabbed him up and brought him to the religious leaders. So for them to give their blessing, pronounce their benediction or whatever. Verse 13. They brought him. Who was formerly blind to the religious leaders, the Pharisees? Now it was Sabbath when Jesus made clay and opened his eyes. Then the religious leaders also asked him again, "How he had received his sight?" He said to him, "To them, he put clay on my eyes, and he what? And I washed, and I see." Therefore, some of the religious leaders said, this man is not from God because how does he open an eye on the Sabbath? In other words, keeping the Sabbath was more important than granting healing to the blind man. When I read and sing, my chains are gone. I have realized that many years What was taught around here as gospel was Americanism. And it wasn't until I prayed consistently for spirit of discernment that I would break the cultural barrier of Americanism and see really what God is saying in his word that my chins fell off. That's why not everybody likes Trinity. God, I like the American gospel. But I want the biblical gospel. Yeah. Being there, done that. But it didn't give me a closer relationship with God. It taught me to manipulate God to get a car. It taught me to manipulate God to get a house. It taught me to manipulate God to get this and manipulate God. And then I realized that a relation based on manipulation is not a good relationship. A relationship that is open that thy will be done on earth is a far better relationship than trying to manipulate God. I know when I say Amen. I understand but how could he open a blind eye on a Sabbath day when he's supposed to do nothing and so that brings us to our first question do you know that the teachings of Jesus often cause conflict heated controversies and divisions among the religious leaders and the answer is yes and do you know that today in 2023 the teachings of Jesus is still causing heated controversies and conflict in other words the teachings of Jesus is causing denominations to split Not just a local church splitting. Denominations are splitting over what? The teachings of Jesus. Because we want to adhere to religion more than relationship with God. So what happens here now? What happens here now? Come down to verse 16 of chapter 9 therefore some of the religious leaders said this man is not from God because he does not keep the son others said how can a man who is a sinner do such miracles and there was a division among them the original puts it this way there was an argument that broke out among the religious leadership and they couldn't come to a resolution you all heard that An argument broke out among the religious leadership and they could not come to a conclusion. So some went one way, others went the other way. Isn't that still happening in churches today? Isn't that still happening in denominations today? But let me go back to that question. Do you know that the teachings of Jesus often cause conflicts, heated controversies, and divisions among the religious leadership? Yes. Go down with me to 34 of the same chapter 9. Since they were arguing over the man, they brought in the, the parents They cast out the man. They tell the man, you can't tell us who is of God. We know better than you over God. After all, you born blind. Guess what? He was physically blind, but spiritually saw. They They were physically seen and spiritually blind. They had eyes, but they did not see. May God deliver each and every one of us in here from eyes that do not see. And as a result, verse 34 tells us this. Some of the Jewish leaders were enraged and demanded the excommunication of the man from the synagogue. The road came out of the church because he said Jesus is the Messiah. Whoa, what a way to get kicked out from a church because he said Jesus is Lord but let's continue that's why I'm telling you that chapter 10 and chapter 9 must go together because it's a continuity of the same thing all right Jesus heard that the man was thrown out and Jesus then went back circled back around it was the Sabbath day where a lot of people along by the temple. And Jesus went and he spoke to the man. The man said, I believe you are the son of God. Then let's get to chapter 9, verse 40. we almost to chapter 10. Chapter 9, verse 40. Then some of the religious leaders who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? I never knew the reality of Luke chapter 11 until a few years after I was running Trinity Outreach Ministries International. Now I know it's a fact. It's not something written in a book. Look, go with me to Luke chapter 11, verses 53 and 54. Luke chapter 11, verses 53 and 54. You see what it says there? And as Jesus said these things to them, the scribes and Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things. In other words, they didn't agree with the teachings of Jesus and so they questioned everything he said. That has been my experience at Trinity Outreach Ministries. People in groups questioning everything that you said. But... Look at the reality now of verse 54. They try to get as close as possible to him. This is the religious leadership, you know. They are mingling with the 12 disciples next to Jesus. They are almost smelling his antiperspirants. But their objective for being there. completely different from that of the teachable attitude of the disciples you see why I say a church is a mixed multitude laying in wait for him and seeking to catch him saying something that they might accuse him there are some persons who would like to walk up to you to try to catch you in an unguarded moment and then to use that to criticize you, to assassinate your character. And sad to say, this is what is meant in John's Gospel, chapter 9 and um, verse 40. John puts it very diplomatically when he said, the, Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words. He went talking to them. They were overhearing and listening and they wanted to hear everything he said so that they could catch him, so that they could start a confusion. There are some people who are always looking to start a confusion. If you say, amen, it's a confusion. If you say, a woman, it's a confusion. If you say, a boy, a boy, is a confusion. If you say, hey, girl, is a confusion. They're out to catch you. That's their objective, to create confusion. So now, the scene is now set for chapter 10. You're already now for chapter 10. So that's why I told you, you need to set the stage in chapter 9 to understand why he is talking about a shepherd and why he's talking about a door and at what forum he is speaking. You need to understand the event. And therefore, chapter 10 cannot be discussed in isolation, leaving chapter 9 out. Because there was a blind man that was healed. It was the Sabbath day. The whole confusion broke out. They, They were enraged and so on and so forth. As a matter of fact, go down to chapter 10 and verse 19. Look at chapter 10 and verse 19. This teaching set up another heated controversy among the Jewish leaders. Every time Jesus was teaching, something stirred up among them, and they started up one big argument. John puts it very diplomatically when he says, Therefore, there was a division again among the Jews. Very polite, John. But if you check the original, that's not what it happened in the original. You will realize that John is just being very diplomatic. He doesn't want to focus on that aspect of it. But he still wants to be accurate to let you know that there was controversy, heated controversy and division. The next question in front of us was this. Do you know that the teachings of Jesus so enraged many of the religious leaders that they repeatedly picked up big rocks to stone him to death. When I read this, I said, the religious leaders must be <laughs> Don't get vexed with me when to don't get vexed with me. Don't get vexed with me. But from the time I was growing up, all I hear about is picking up big rock. Pelting people's house, pelting people's governor's roof, pelting this, pelting... Wait, I'm the only body here about rock throwing? Oh, okay, good, 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 good. So you all see that rock throwing is biblical. So the next time you pick up a big rock, you said, I am being biblical. You better put it down. Context Just like the man going around Spitting in people's face for healing Context Go back with me to chapter 8 And verse 59 Remember he was talking to them And he said I before Abraham was I am Verse 58 Of chapter 8 and Jesus said to them, most assuredly, truly, truly, I said to you, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, I am the same today as when Abraham was on earth. Could you all imagine that? Abraham gone thousands of years, but I, I still here. Yesterday, today, forever, I remain the same. Before Abraham was, I um, and don't miss the next verse. Don't miss the, miss the next words. You should read it in the passion. Then they took up stones to throw at him. The passion says, "When they heard this, they pick up the rocks to stone him to death." Gives the same impression. But someone might say, hey, that was an isolated incident. No, it was not. Come quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh, we got to move quickly. Chapter 10, verse 31. Chapter 10, verse 31. At the end of this whole controversy and this blind man getting healed, and Jesus making this statement about shepherd and sheep on a door. Read 31. Sorry chapter 10 verse 31 then the jews took up what stones what again to stone him they pick up rocks again to stone him as a matter of fact go to chapter 11 chapter 11 and verse 8 lazarus is sick unto death jesus has waited and he said hey but look we need to head back there guess what the disciples immediately reminded him I don't know I wrong with this man but bismar the disciples said to him rabbi with all due respect you can remember the last time you were done by Judea Judea that they pick up big rocks to kill you and you had him back there again so it says Jesus said yes I going look at verse 16 everybody verse 16 one of the disciples said Lord have mercy he goes. Let all we go and get killed. <laughs> this man heading into the same area that they've been throwing big rocks at him to kill him, and he's going back there. We beg him not to go back. But hey, guys, let all go. We got all day. Here. Let all dead one time. <laughs> it's in your Bible. Let like we all dead one time. Good. Stone throwing. But in the few moments we have left. Why did he call himself the door? Let us see. Go with me quickly to Isaiah Chapter forty. Isaiah chapter forty. Isaiah chapter forty. Isaiah chapter 40. Let's read two verses in Isaiah 40. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arms sh- shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Isaiah 40, verse 11. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young psalm 23 you know that by heart the lord is my shepherd but get over to john's gospel chapter 21 john's gospel chapter 21 and you'll notice that the restoration Peter to place in ministry what illustration Jesus used Peter son of Jonah do you love me verse 15 Peter said yes Lord you know that I love you what did Jesus say feed my lambs verse 16 John 21 He said to him a second time simon son of jonah do you love me he said yes lord you love me he said what take care of my sheep same concept the shepherd and the sheep in the scripture before us there is hostility and toxicity there's opposition Jesus is teaching, and the more that he is teaching, the more the religious leadership is becoming enraged. But now he's going to give them a story in the presence of all these religious leaders. And he says, chapter 10, verse 7 then Jesus said to them again, who is the them? Who is the them? The religious leadership. The Pharisees the scribes, and all those are the thems that he's talking about. T-H-E-M. Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I didn't say D-E-M's. I said T-H-E-M. Look at who one to try to get me involved. Pastor got to be careful what he says on a Sunday morning. Then Jesus said to all of them, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are tees and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them stop there y'all read too quickly and you incur things that are not being incurred jesus is the johnny come lately on the religious scene is that right aha uh-huh. the pharisees and sadducees are the people all around as the religious leaders uh-huh. and he dropped an innuendo right there he dropped the bomb he just told them they were blind. And now he looks at them, and he, t- he looks at them straight, and he's talking to everybody, and he says, hey, look, these religious leaders who came before me are nothing but a pack of thieves and robbers. Oh, Lord, who tells you so? Now, I have heard this scripture preached out of context. I heard people saying that he was referring to Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Hell no! Where you get that from? Study your Bible and get it in context before you take up a microphone and try to put people in the wrong direction. He was speaking to the religious leaders. and was. Messi- this comment must be taken in the context of where he was standing. That's why I said you have to read 9 to understand 10. But if you didn't read 9 and you're just trying to preach from 10 without understanding the context of 9, then you go down the road and you say all these things. I am the door. Verse 9. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. I will go in and out and find pasture. The thief, and he's looking at them again. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Whoa! This ain't going down good. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd another i am the good shepherd will give his life for his sheep but he who is a hurling whoa look at the remarks that he's dropping in the presence of the religious leaders thieves blind robbers hireling the only in it for the money up to recently I was reading something online which talked about a minister who admitted that the only reason he became a pastor was because he thought pastors had an easy lifestyle and they made enough money. Woo! But he who is a hurling and not a shepherd. One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hurling flees because he is a hurling and does not care for the sheep. He is not in it for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am in this for the sheep. Wow. Let us understand a few things quickly. Number one. There is just one door. The door. Not a door. Not doors. The door. And your transition from a life run by the devil to your transition to a life run by God, pleasing in the sight of God, not every way, not every religion will achieve that. Every way and every religion could achieve behavioral modification, but not every Religion in every way will lead to a changed life for the better with a relationship with God. Here he is talking about the enclosure where the sheep are kept. One door. And all the sheep came in through one door. And all the sheep ran back out through one door. And the shepherd stared at the door. And he said, I am the door. The door to the Father. The door to a life pleasing in the sight of God. But not only it is not a door or doors, but the door. Number two, it's the unique door. It's one of a kind. Unique. What manner of man is this? We see them declaring from time to time. Never another man like this. What all power is given unto me. Both in heaven and on earth. He's a unique door. The unique door. At the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess. But there is more. He is the the narrow door the narrow door the door the unique door the narrow door in that day and time the door was so narrow that they said for some of the enclosures the sheep would have to go in and go out one behind the other in a line and that the shepherd would stand by the opening as they entered, as they entered, he would see each one. Each, anyone was damaged, anyone was cut, anyone was bruised, anyone looked sick. He would be looking at everyone coming in. It's a narrow door. That reminds me that it is a personal matter. My relationship with God is not dependent on your relationship with God. Everybody's relationship with God is dependent on themselves and God. But then I noticed something. It is an open door. In Isaiah, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Today is a day of salvation, it's an open door but it will not remain open forever. My spirit shall not always strive with man. There is coming a day when the door is closed and ask King Saul, I have played the fool. Ask Samson, I have slept with the enemy. Romans 1 says, and because they did not want to retain God in their thoughts, God gave them up to reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. It's the door, the unique door, the narrow door, the open door, the exclusive door. What I like about the exclusive doors, two statements that I must draw to your attention. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. But it says in Acts 4 and verse 12? Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's an exclusive door. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Look at the latter part of that verse. No one comes to the Father except through me the door the unique door the narrow door the open door the exclusive door but look what he's saying it's a secure door if anyone verse 9 chapter 10 if anyone enters by me he will be saved i will go in and out and find pasture it's a secure door. Come down with me in same chapter 10 and verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. It's a secure door. Number seven. It's the life-giving door. Anyone coming through this door is given life, and life eternally. My question to you, as I wrap this up, it's the same question I asked earlier. If you send a child to lessons every week, are you looking for progress? As you come to the services week after week, As the Holy Spirit teaches you from his textbook, should we be looking, should you be looking for progress? And what is progress? An improved relationship with God. What is progress? A better manifestation of the things of God, the Spirit of God demonstrated in your life. The things you used to do, you do no more. The places you used to go, you go no more. The things that used to trip you, don't trip you up anymore. But so with every head bow and every eye closed, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You have sat in lessons today, spiritual lessons. We've heard about the door. Jesus declared, I am the door are you gonna keep looking at the door or are you gonna walk up to the door it's a door for transformation to take you out of the kingdom of darkness and put you into the kingdom of lights are you gonna just look at the door and walk away head knowledge is enough but not transformation or are you gonna look at the door and say today is my day of salvation every head bowed, every eye closed but you want me to pray for you that you are decidedly and deliberately and intentionally come through the door known as Jesus the Christ a better life in God just raise your hand where you are let me pray for you right now yes, 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 yes hands raised all over this auditorium yes you can lower those hands now God has seen your hands Heavenly Father we sincerely genuinely from the bottom of our hearts thank you for allowing us to live to see April the 16th 2023 and to be able by the aid of your Holy Spirit to attend these lessons and to hear from your word as the Holy Spirit taught us and Lord's no one comes to the door unless the spirit draws you, and so i'm so thankful for the many hands that were raised i ask right now in the name of jesus that through the working of your holy spirit they would step right up and step right through the door And the way that they do it, Lord, is by believing on you. I ask that they would believe on you this day. Believe on you this day. Hallelujah. Let me draw to your attention one other scripture. Everybody. Everybody, everybody. hallelujah. John's Gospel, chapter 10. One scripture. Verse 26. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. The way to become one of his sheep and the way to enter into life eternal, the way to meet Jesus, to have him come into your life, is to say, I believe, Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever it on him should not perish but have eternal life. And so for the benefit of the many persons whose hands were raised I want everyone to repeat this very simple prayer including all of those who raised their hands this morning. Say Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus and I believe that jesus is who he said he is that jesus can come into my life and change me and give me a much better life so i believe and i accept jesus this very day into my life in Jesus name. every head still bone every eye still closed. you are not progressing as a Christian as you know you are not. I'm not here to cast any condemnation but is it that you are taking your walk with God to do a trivial manner? Are you trying to have one foot in a one foot out straddling the door, The door told us no man can serve two masters. You're either in or you're out. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if there's any among us today. You know the teachings of the Bible, you could quote them better than me, but you know you're not really living in keeping with the word. You wanna say, pastor, just pray for me today that I will be fully sold out to God just raise that right hand wherever you are yes 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 you can lower those hands God has seen yes 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 let me pray for you right where you are Heavenly Father it's not your desire that we should be religious and follow just religious teachings and religious leadership. But it is your desire, Lord, that we have a relationship with you. You see the hands that were raised, and Lord, they know your word, they know what it is to be religious. But now they want to move on in christ and grow i ask you to break the chains that are holding them back the strongholds that step in their way to deter them the hindering blocks and that from this morning onwards a new anointing will flow in their lives In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. May you leave this week and apply the lessons that you learned this morning on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Holy Spirit, the message is finished. The application now begins. I ask that your people as they leave would apply your word. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Trinity Outreach Ministries International Growing and going by increasing in the knowledge of God.